570. An L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, here we go. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, jumping on after the Dodgers today on AM570 LA Sports. Rodney, how are you? Fred, I'm fantastic, Fred. I am absolutely 100%. That's the morning, Freddie. I'm feeling that way right now. All right, where are you? Dodgers win and I'm feeling good. I just ate, Fred. It just got past dinner. Oh, yeah, because it's all good. dinner's normally at 9. It's now 10.30, so you ate before the show, so you're ready to go. I did. I am ready to go, Fred. I loaded up on some pasta at our good friend Poonies. It's a great restaurant in Portofino, Fred. It's, it's nothing but pasta just coming at you all night long. All right, so are you guys docked now in Portofino? Yes, sir. Yes, we are. Uh, we got here this morning in the Portofino, and just uh, I think we're going to hang out here a couple days. It's all fluid. I don't know. Captain Magic is deciding where we're going to go next, so we have to kind of play it by ear. And when does your your uh, leg of the journey end? Never. <laughs> just staying there. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like the owner of the Miami Heat, Mickey Erickson, who uh, who's out here now as well. Uh, lives on his yacht. That that's what he does. Oh, he does. He's got two of them. He he rotates between two yachts, and he lives on them all year long. And he's just sailing around and in basketball season they're just docked but he lives on it also oh, you know if, if he's had a game in miami that's because he went right. back to the game he's not in miami all the time correct correct he's he's on his yacht do it somewhere does steve Ballmer have a yacht we just read today he's worth a hundred billion dollars <laughs> that's a that's a nice round number isn't it the ss clip i would imagine i would imagine that he does um, but I don't know some, you know, and not everybody, I guess, you know, goes that route. I mean, a lot of people have planes and not yachts or yachts and not, well, a lot of people have both, but, um, who knows, who knows? I'm sure he's got one anchored somewhere. All right. Before we really get to stuff here, do you have one story of anything? <laughs> what do you mean? This is not stuff? No, no. But I mean, before we get to, you know, no? what we're going to do, do you, do you have a story no. about anything that happened today? I do not. You nothing happened today? today that, um, no, Fred, it's boring. Other than you know some of the conversations at dinner, but but it's really and you know you, you get on here you get you, you wake up, eat, take a nap, wake up, go to town, have lunch, have coffee and espresso, whatever, walk around a little bit, shop, take a nap, and then go eat dinner again, and then watch, pick a binge watch, and then everybody watches it together. So it's been good. Okay. We watched this thing called yeah, Gangs of London was a big hit on the boat. Now what's Gangs of London? Gangs of London. It's uh, it's a series. I believe it's on Prime or something like that. But yeah, it's a it's a series about this uh, crime family in London, and it's uh, present day. So it's, it's it's pretty good. But everybody's into it. Okay. Trying to we tried to get Sam Jackson to bring all his movies on board, including the ones that we haven't seen, and uh, he's working on that. So that was that was the big talk today. We were everybody was beating Sam up, but because he didn't bring. Uh, a few of the movies that he just wrapped uh, for us all to see. Okay, where is he? I thought he was going to come on and say hello one day. I, I did too. He's still. They're still at dinner. <laughs> they're out. They're out in the streets. They're out in the streets. Who knows? Who knows? They're in. The, they're in the streets of Portofino. So who knows when they're coming home? All right. Well, we have one more day tomorrow, right? We can try again. Yes. Yeah. We can try again tomorrow. All right. Prompt him tomorrow. Just have a longer show. Yeah. I think we're on all all for a full three hour show tomorrow. So. That's that's longer, you know, more time for them to get back from wherever they are and, and, and get settled in. Okay. We'll try one more time, all right? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. And and if, if I disrupt him like that, Fred, you know what he's famous for is calling and saying he's going to do that to you several times for uh, disrupting his uh, dinner or his sleep or his nap or his cigar or whatever. Okay, but we've got the dump button, so it'll be okay. Okay, good. Yeah, we good, got the good. dump button. Ronnie's ready. Yeah. All right, so, uh, well, the Dodgers at least got out of Miami with a win. That's good news. Uh, bats came alive today, did what they needed to do. So it's a nice way to wrap it up, head home right before the All-Star yeah. break. 
No, it's, it, it is, because it was leaving a bad taste. In every, and not only were they – it wasn't just about losing, Fred. It was the way they were losing, right? It, it was, you know, bonehead type of, type of plays that shouldn't have happened, making errors and, and games that they shouldn't have lost because of execution. So, yeah, it was good to get that bad taste and come home now. Yep, so they're headed home. Uh, they've got Arizona this weekend. And then we'll hit the all-star break, and they'll be basically where you thought they'd be. It's been a struggle, yeah. but they'll be right there at the top. Or well, here's what we said top. about Miami, though, right? This what, you know, go last place Miami, go beat them up and add to you know, add to your record. Same thing with Arizona, right? The team that they, they should just beat and beat up. And hopefully this, they learned a little bit of a lesson in Miami that you can't take anything for granted and just go play, but go win. The teams that you should beat, you got to beat. Exactly, and since we don't even know who's pitching for Arizona, I don't know if Arizona's no. bringing any pitchers, quite honestly. I don't even know who's on Arizona's roster. Isn't that sad what happened to them? They just completely yes. fell apart. Yes. You know, and, and given their record, they lost like 27 straight on the road at one point. You think they got to get rid of their man? I mean, he's got to yeah. go. Wasn't it a couple, even yeah, if it's wasn't it a couple years ago they were they were playing the Dodgers in a – in a playoff game, yeah. a playoff series. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is just like, bam, they collapsed. Yeah. Just gone. And the, and the manager, you figure, well, they got to fire him because how can they Tory continue? Yeah, Tori Lovello. Lovello, right? Yeah. And I like Tori. I, I mean, he's a good guy. Uh, UCLA played against him. But, yeah. But they're not firing him. Maybe they'll wait till the All-Star break. Something's got to happen. Something's got to change. There's one bit of good news for the Diamondbacks. The Suns are playing for the NBA title, so there's not one person paying attention to the Diamondbacks. It's like they don't even exist. The whole city is rooting for the Suns and, and focused on the Suns, so the Diamondbacks aren't even a possible. They're not, not anybody's mind right now. That buys them a little, uh, little time, I think, before they have to do something. But they will have to do something. He can't survive the year. He just can't survive the year like this. Uh, okay, Rodney, also we have news on Trevor Bauer and his administrative leave has now been extended for another week. It was supposed to come up tomorrow and Major League Baseball, with the consent of the Players Association, has extended that for another week. What does that mean? That means that he is still on administrative leave. He's still getting paid. In no way, shape, or form are they saying he is guilty but they have extended it because they're extending their investigation. And here are the investigations. MLB is doing an investigation. Pasadena police doing an investigation. And the Dodgers are doing their own individual investigation. Now, you would think at some point everybody might be connecting with the others, finding out what they know. To me, that seems like it would be smart. The police seemingly would have the most information. Uh, I know Albert Pujols and Dustin May, if you think this means anything, maybe if you're a 12-year-old girl, it does, or maybe if you're older, it does. They have unfollowed Trevor Bauer on Instagram. They have made the decision not to follow him any longer. So what they're doing now is starting to separate themselves and distance themselves from Bauer. I got to believe that once the Dodgers announced that they were not going to continue on with bobblehead night, and once they said that they were taking out all of his merchandise from the team stores. They're talking to the police. People know much more than we know. And people know much more than what they're saying. And another week wait, doesn't wait, hurt you think anyone. That, you think that they're doing this because they've, they've been, because obviously they, they, they started from the beginning, they were talking to the police. But you think because they're talking to police and they know something more than what they're letting on, that that's the reason why they have uh, removed the items from the uh, from the store? I think backlash if they left them. And I also think they do know more. I think everybody knows more than you and me. I think everybody in the investigation knows more than the general public. And I, I've got to believe that the Dodgers are talking to Pasadena police, plus conducting their own investigation. So, yeah, I and, and the guys are starting to unfollow well, him. I, I think yeah, but, but I think I think it's more about of what we do know is why they, they have pulled it out. First of all, bobblehead and timing of bobblehead would have been a you know disaster. You don't want to do that. Had to do that, 
But in terms of the merchandise, remember, it's 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 what we do know. I think is the reason why some people are unfollowing him. Not necessarily he's guilty of what what is out there, but but the facts that the things we talked about that he had already he admitted to as well as she admitted to that were happening. I think uh, is a reason why people are. Wait a minute, that's 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 not the pool I want to swim in right there. So I'm gonna leave you. I'm gonna leave you alone. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you alone over there. Right. Same with the Dodgers. Okay, you do your thing, but we're not gonna we're not gonna necessarily have to celebrate all the things you do off the field. All right. Here's a question for you, as a guy that played. Uh, let's say after the investigation, no charges are filed. Let's say yeah. that happens. Okay. Because yeah. we don't know what will happen. So let's say, and in the minds of everybody, I think they're saying, well, what he did is pretty bad. Let's say there are no charges filed. Yeah. All right. If you're the Dodgers, you've signed him. He wouldn't have been charged with anything. But as you point out, people know what they know now. What happens behind closed doors is nobody's business until it becomes public. And then everybody has an interest in it. What do you do if you're the Dodgers? He's not guilty of anything. If that's the way it plays out, what do you do? You say, okay, you're back in the rotation. We'll see you Wednesday night. Can they send him back out there? Can they put his jerseys back in the team store? Can they make a bobblehead for him and give it out? This is if he's not charged with anything. Yes, they can. If he's not charged with anything, yes, they can. Um, Bobblehead, I don't think that's going to happen. But certainly putting his jerseys out there, yeah. I think they can, and I don't know if it's right away, but yeah, if there are no charges, yeah, you're, you're free to come out and pitch and help us win a World Series, absolutely. And if he pitches well, you know this town, you know sports and everything. It'll be kind of a thing of the past. If the Dodgers go on and win a World Series and he's a big part of it, it'll be a thing, okay, we've learned out about Trevor Bauer and his private life, let's move on. But, you know, But on the Dodgers side, no, they can't. They can't just up and get rid of him, especially if there's no charges fine. They would open themselves up for a lot of ridicule and probably lawsuits. But, but, but from my standpoint, if he doesn't say he doesn't go out and doesn't recover from this, and he's a disaster the rest of the year, and the Dodgers don't win, then then maybe the Dodgers have an out by letting him play out. Either way, if he plays out and it works out and they win, he says, "Well, we we paid him to pitch." If it doesn't work out, say, well, he wasn't a good fit for us anyway. So you let, you're saying the Dodgers let him determine his own fate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because don't you think? Don't you think he goes out, he pitches from this point on for whatever reason it comes up, and he goes and pitches lights out for the rest of the season, and Dodgers go on and win it. How much are we talking about what we're talking about today? Not much, but but let's say they do let him go out there. What's the fan reaction going to be to him? What will, mm. the, what will the fans, how will the fans react to Dodger Stadium? What will they do? You know what? If, if no charges are found on him. Right. I don't think they're boos. I don't think they're crazy cheers, but there will be, be a section of fans that cheer him on. It's L.A. still. There will be a section of fans that are cheering him on. I don't think there will be boos, but if he does, here's the thing. If he struggles, though, if he struggles, yeah, you'll hear it. He'll 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 really hear boos then if he struggles. I don't think they'll boo him when he comes out, but if he has a bad night and or gives up a lot of runs in an inning, the boos will be louder. Put it that way. Well, his loss affects him even more so now, the club, because Clayton Kershaw's on the injured list. Yeah, got a forearm, so he's on the IL. It's kind of, if you're going to go, go now, because you'll finish the season, have the all-star break, have a chance to feel better, get healthy, and get back. But if that extends any period of time, if if that goes longer than 10 days, now what are they going to do? They've lost Kershaw, Dustin May, Trevor Bauer. Going into the season, that rotation looked like the best in baseball. Oh, yeah. It was the best ever. And, and many people said it. But, but are we at the point now, Fred, that, are past the point of you can keep saying, well, as soon as they get back, as soon as the Dodgers get healthy again, as soon as, as soon as they get their guys back, 
because guys have been coming and going and coming and going throughout the whole season. It almost feels like this is this is kind of what it's going to be. You know, we're going to lose some guys from time to time. It's just going to be one of those seasons where they're not going to be at 100% full strength for very long or any long stretches of the season. It just feels that way because here we are at the All-Star break saying the same thing we said in May. Uh, well, they just got to get a couple guys back healthy again. And it's, and it's continued. Well, this is what this is what it's going to be. It's that kind of year. But at the yeah. break, let's say they beat Arizona all three. They'll either be in first place, tied for first place, or game out of first place. It's it's kind of where you thought. Granted, you thought they'd win 117 games and set a major league record. That's not going to happen. But you figured they'd win the division. You figured they'd be in the conversation. So after everything that has occurred this year, at least they're there. At least they're in that position. And that's how the first end, first half of the season will end. And Corey Seager will get back, so another battle come back. You know, hopefully Gonsolin will round himself into shape, okay? He'll be yeah. back. Hopefully Kershaw, it, it's a, a little speed bump, a blip on the radar, radar screen, not too much. He'll be ready to go. And then as you fire it up and make the, the stretch stretch run in the second half, they should be where they need to be. Doesn't make it easy as a fan. I mean, you know, you agonize over this stuff. But they really are, for everything that's happened, where they should be. And that's at the top. Yeah. And and like you said, with all the injuries and everything that's happening, at some point you do believe, you deep down hope that they will get healthy as uh, as this, we get into the stretch run in late August and September. But to be right there at first place at this point, given all the guys that have been injury, I think it's a big feat. Not only just first place, but their record is as good as anybody in the National League. So yep. they have they've hung in there. During this time, and so, but I think we're once we saw that that eight or nine game winning streak, we're like, okay, now they're going. Here we go. Here, Dodgers going to go on one of those summer runs like they do, and just widen the gap on everybody, and then they go lose three to the Marlins. Uh, when Kyle Kuzma speaks, we must listen. Oh, we don't have to listen, but we do, and we will next. I mean, that is just sad. <laughs> sad sack of the day. Well, you know we weren't going to get away without the sad sack of the day right here oh, and right now. Man, look at you. Look at you. Sitting up in your chair, yeah. getting excited. You know it. Well, anytime you can mention Chris Paddock of the Padres, you got to get excited. Allowed eight earned runs on nine hits in the blowout loss to Washington last night. ERA rose to 5.40. Padres now 51 and 38, four and a half games behind the Giants for first place in the National West. Again, your sad sack of the day. Congratulations, well deserved. Chris Paddock, San Diego Padres. All right, so as the Lakers try to figure out what to do this offseason and decide uh, who they're going to sit around LeBron with, Kyle Kuzma is doing a reality show. And uh, he talked with Bleacher Report because he's doing the show and, and shared some things. Number one, he wants consistency, Rodney. Now, we can also say he's probably their number one trade chip at this point. And it kind of ties together. He wants consistency. He says he's better when he knows his role. He's better when he's confident in what he's doing. Numbers bear that out, by the way. He's much better as a starter than a guy coming off the bench. Uh, And maybe now, with this Laker team, he's just miscast. He doesn't seem to be able to get off the bench and do what he can as a starter. Maybe it's best for both sides if they try to move him. Maybe. I, you know, I always look at it like, if, you know, I don't know my role, so that's why I'm not flourishing. Sometimes you got to make your role, Fred. Sometimes, sometimes you got to you got to demand your role. You got to make your role, and 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 when you have are presented with that opportunity, then you can define your role. And so for him, whether it's starting coming off the bench, you, he's got to perform to a level where we have to have him in the game when the chips are on the line. And, you know, you look up at guys like him and Schroeder who had their opportunities when AD went down to really step up and, and be the guys that everybody thinks that they can be, but that didn't happen. So it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't know if his, you know, at one point, yeah, his stock was really high, and I think it's still high, but not as high as it was. But I think the playoffs kind of, 
expose some things that maybe his trade value is not as high as it it uh, it, it was before the season. Yeah, but if you're another club and you're looking at this as a possibility, you say, when the guy was starting, he was very consistent. In a starting role, he performed well. And he also said it's hard to be consistent in an inconsistent space. I thought that was a very smart thing to say uh, because there were times where he didn't know if he was coming off the bench, if he didn't know he was going to start. For some guys, that's not a problem. And quite frankly, yeah. if you're a professional athlete, you're fighting for your job every day. It doesn't matter. When you get your opportunity, you respond. Then there are those guys that need to be in the right metal space, and his space is not coming off the bench. So I can see them trying to make him happy if they get what they need in return, if they can package him, let's say, with a Montrez Harrell, and that's a guy that is the wrong fit for the Lakers. It just, he's the wrong fit. Yeah. He's a good player. He's the wrong fit. They don't need that. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Well, it, it's tough, but I do agree with you that sometimes when you don't know your role, you don't know if you're coming and starting this week or tonight or you're coming off the bench, how many minutes you're going to play, what do you it, – it can be – it can work with your cycle, and you're right about there are some guys that doesn't matter. Some guys you can wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, they're going to come up and give you 15 points. Um, and then there are guys I need to know every detail of what's going on. It's it, I, I, I do believe that, but I also believe what I said too that – you know, sometimes you, you take that out of the equation. Just go play and light it up like you can, and then all of a sudden they have no choice but to start you. You know, I always said, and I think you agree, that Kobe Bryant, in my mind, was the most polarizing athlete in Los Angeles sports history. The most polarizing. You loved him or hated him. There really yeah. was no in-between when he was playing. LeBron James will never be the most polarizing athlete in LA sports history. But he might be the most polarizing athlete in the country. Do you know, once again, they take the survey every year. Most hated athlete on, on Twitter, LeBron James. You know, I love the guy, but sometimes I hate the guy. I'm probably one of those people. I love him and I hate him. I have a love-hate with him. What does Twitter mean? What does that indicate? Not much, really. I mean, you know, you got a bunch of people on Twitter. But he had the most negative comments of anybody on Twitter for the entire last year. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, he's been that way his basically his whole, his whole career for, you know, a guy that is should be the epitome of what you want a professional athlete to be in terms of what he does, how he, you don't hear his name in the headlines. He's not crazy and acting out wild at, at clubs at all hours of the night. I mean, he's gives back to charity, goes back to his hometown, does speaking, does all the, you know, things off the court that you want. But I think the thing is, is that now with the rise of social media and more people have a voice that, that you can become more and more opinionated. And a lot of people don't want athletes to be opinionated. Okay, because we came on after the Dodger game, we still have business to get to. Uh, we're going to play business. who dis. We're going to play who dis, Rodney. Why not? Never play Why not? in the 2 o'clock hour. We're going to play Come today. on. Come on. Uh, some Olympic news to pass along. And next, a daily dose of spirituality. Now, yesterday there was some confusion about the haiku and what the meaning was. And <laughs> some of the words used. Hopefully we were not. not <laughs> we're not politically correct. Yeah. Yesterday, <laughs> I thought that could have been it for us, to be honest with you. But we'll 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 fly up the flagpole and see who salutes today. TM five seventy in L A sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney. Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on AM five seventy LA Sports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Then we continue, Fred Rogan and Rodney P on AM570 LA Sports. This hour, highly unusual, very unique. We're going to play Who Dis. We'll do it at the end of the hour. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, we jumped on after the Dodger game, if you're just joining us. And uh, because of that, 
We're rearranging some things today. So we're going to play Who Dis. We'll do it at the end of the hour. And if you're not with us during the noon hour when we normally play, maybe you'll give it a shot today. We wish you the best of luck. Uh, you know, Rodney is uh, many miles away. He may not be as versed on the answers today. and You might be able to win. You might. Miles away yesterday. Did I win yesterday? That was yesterday. Play who this, but I played. I think you're farther. Oh, away. that was yesterday. Yeah, and I think you're farther away today. Oh, okay. Yeah, I All think. Right. You know, but you are yeah. docked now. You're not moving. I'm not moving. Okay. Last night I was moving, or yesterday I was moving. Yeah, you. Last were. night to me. You don't. Can I tell you something? You know yeah. how incredibly freaky that was when <laughs> we're doing the show, and then you held the computer to the window, and you're talking, and we're doing the show, and I'm looking out, and the boat is moving. That was really freaky yeah. that you were yeah. in the Mediterranean, the boat is moving, and you're just sitting there doing the show. Yeah. While I'm watching you on video. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Technology and stuff. That's what got All you that stuff. All, all that stuff. <laughs> okay. Also, we have uh, some news on the Olympics. If you were planning on going, don't. We'll just put it like that. You shouldn't have been planning in the first place. They probably shouldn't be having them in the first place, uh, but you're not going now. And to provide spirituality and comfort for those who feel a sense of loss because they will not be attending the Olympics, we welcome on our dear friend Vic the Brick with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Fred. Hello, Vic. Rodney Pete, like a big pizza pie. That's amore. Tutte bella. BTB. Yeah, Mr. Melanzani. <laughs> that is like the dumbest yes. thing I've ever heard. Stop it, Fred. We're having a vibe here. Exactly, Rodney just. Freddie! Again, m- mind's eye from the Mediterranean. Can you please describe? Yes. Uh, it's like a picture. Vic, we're, we're at the place that you know and, and that we talked about. We finally got here to Portofino. So we've been oh, here sensational. Uh, all the day. You know, when you come to Portofino, it's like a 15th century, 14th century painting. When you pull in with the colors and, and the cobblestones and the whole deal, it's a throwback in time. And it was a sighting. I didn't mention this, Fred. There was a sighting today as we went to dinner. Oh, we had a sighting. Of, yes, from Real Housewives of New York fame, Bethany Frankel. And who was she with? Her fiance. Okay. That's good to know because I've never seen... Real Housewives, Real Housewives of, New of New York. Bethany oh. Frankel, I've heard the name. Beverly Hills. Yes. Don't skinny, skinny girl, skinny girl products. Skinny girl vodka, skinny girl tea, skinny girl bunch of stuff. Oh, she is. Skinny girl pasta, all of that. Yeah, okay. she's a skinny girl. And she was with her fiance. She was with her fiance. Okay. Funny thing though, to add to this quick, real quick, there was a. There was a gentleman, because wherever we go, there's, there's autographs on yesterday. There was a gentleman who was about, he was a good 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, older man, blonde hair. And as magic went by, there were several people yelling, oh, and there's Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Look, magic with Larry Bird. No, no, it wasn't, wasn't. So anybody that may have a picture of us over here with some guy standing near the group that looks like Larry Bird is not Larry Bird. Larry Bird is not on the trip with us. And by the way, aside from the fact that he is one of the great players of all time, do you really want to look like Larry Bird? (laughs) With all due respect. To a great player. Of course. That's a good looking French lick, man. (laughs) French lick, Indiana. He's king. (laughs) King of French lick always will be. Okay, Vic, everybody understands the French lick. With all due respect. 
Do you want to look like that? <laughs> Where's he from, Big? Where's he from? French Lick. French Lick. French Lick. <laughs> Enough licking French. The home of the Sycamores of Indiana State. Okay. <laughs> what kid growing up in the streets of French Lick didn't want to look like Larry Bird? <laughs> How about everybody? They wanted to, big, they wanted to play like Larry Bird. They didn't want to look like Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> and Vic, what kid really wanted to grow up on the streets of French Lick? <laughs> Those are mean streets, Fred. Why, are you going to get licked, Vic? What? Well, small town, Indiana. Yeah. You got hoop, and you got hoop. Yeah. And they said Larry Bird used to travel hundreds of miles just to go go play in the hood. Because he was taking all comers when he was growing up. That's smart. That was smart. Yeah. smart move by Larry. Yeah. Well, again, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy to Benny Rodney Pete every moment. Really embrace it, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. Come on, Vicky. Love, love to Holly and Irv and Cookie and all the everyone on the boat. Just be Thank safe you. and have fun. You know who I am? I'm Anthony Rizzo. Victor, Vicky, Vic. Remember when he did that to Freddie Freeman? Frederick, Freddie. Go ahead, Vic. He's executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Please put your hands together. The multi-skilled. It's Kevin Figures now. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. Why? Call him the Sultan of Sound. Why, Why huh? for Kevin do you play that? Thank you. Kevin. I can't. I can't win. You didn't like my. I don't get it. I, I just thought you said thank you. Go ahead with the He's sultan a sultan of sound. Yeah, all right. Beyond the great wall of sound, he's Ronnie Fascio. I'm feeling you, Vic. King Flavor in the house. I'm feeling you, Ronnie. First of all, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> you're like a little kid over there. <laughs> Hitting buttons. You know, not that far from Rodney in the boat. James Harden and his beard, little baby, uh, picked up by the French police today for a possession of marijuana. What? Oh, no. They're hanging out. You know, James loves fashion, loves little baby. I think he's on his album. We he'll produce it in some strange way. I thought you but said he's he out had there, a you know, with, thick, with Kanye thick, at the thick. French fashion show. Thick. They're thick. hanging out. Thick. You said James you know, They're Harden. driving around uh, Paris. Thick. Thick. Like huh? training camp again. Right. We're back at the XFL. Vic. Listen, Vic, you said James Harden and his little baby. I thought you meant James Harden had a little baby. A little baby the rapper. Yeah, but not his little baby. No. Well that's Little baby, Fred. I know, but that's what he little said. Little baby. Uh, okay. Like little Kim. <laughs> Wait, little so they're baby. at the they're at the fashion like show and got arrested for for some weed, Vic, in Paris? some weed. Yeah, they, they took little baby and James Harden was not arrested, but he was uh, loaded. He tried to break it up saying, <laughs> probably, what we got here was a failure to communicate. <laughs> but I believe they took a little baby in for a very small amount of pot. Uh, Vic, I, I gotta tell you something. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Why? What's that, Fred? <laughs> I just told you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, James and his beard, oh, God. sometimes they, they they nestle themselves in the wrong places. You know, number one, don't be smoking pot in France. I believe it's still illegal. And if you do, do it in your hotel room. 
you know, I think the smoke pot, you know, in your Peugeot or Citron or whatever French rental you got, <laughs> you know, in the middle of Paris, is, it's not a good idea. Big, but you don't know if he was doing that. Well, a little baby at 20, you know, 20 grams, I say, little according baby. to uh, TMZ. Little baby needed. Leave little baby alone. There's nothing wrong with pot, but you got to know where baby, you are, time and place. Right. right. Time and place. Then, I'm sure little baby will get off on a little, mis- little, a little misdemeanor. Right. Maybe he should rename himself Little Little Misdemeanor. Maybe he should. <laughs> that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Not so bad. You're little Wayne, little Yachty, oh, okay, little baby, yeah, Vic. little misdemeanor. Yes, yes, Vic. Little misdemeanor. He'll be dropping dropping an album in about three weeks. Little misdemeanor. He right. just had what little, did he have? Little misdemeanor. Little misdemeanor had what? He had just had a little weed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, you gotta listen. What? You're on the boat, Rodney. You you know the rules of the Mediterranean. Yes, in a foreign country. The rules of the sea, the Mediterranean. Yes, but they, apparently James, little baby, don't know the rules of the streets in Paris. Oh, now a little locked up now. So you know, you gotta, the heart is free. You're in a foreign heart country. Heart is free to roam about the country with his beard. Yeah. Yeah. But I think little baby was taking it. Yes, Vic, we understand. But he'll be released very so, soon. You don't want to. So you, so you don't want to mess with Kanye West lawyers. No, Vic, I, no, you don't. You know, for a Kanye free little West baby, lawyers. enough for whether oh, you know. Wait a minute. You know who Kanye West lawyer is? Kyle Jacob. He is? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a you personal just, injury. You threw it out there. You threw it out there, Fred. You don't even know. You uh, just. I just <laughs> I, yeah, I think so. I, I think Jacob and Ronnie is representing <laughs> little baby <laughs> in France. It's a personal injury. Well, you know what the French police said when they saw a little baby and his small amount of, of weed? What, Vic? Oh, la, la. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, this haiku for you is. They didn't say he didn't say that, Vic. I did. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Yeah, but the, the French police did not say that. La him to life. Maybe that. I can't quote the uh, the French police, but I'm, I'm pretty sure in their minds. Oh, that's what they were saying. They're saying ooh la la. I think he should be ashamed of himself. Well, I would just smoke in my room if I'm in Paris. Yeah, I'm not going to take it to, to my car no, and know. start the Citron or you know, start vaping. Come on, right? Yeah, she, at least know the laws of the land. Yes, Vic, we we pretty much understand that. You, you, know, you, you cannot supersede the laws of the land. Nobody superseding when you're traveling. Vic, nobody superseding. I remember when I was, if I may do the, a quick aside. Didn't you? Start I, I just spent about three school. months in Tahiti. Just talking. And I spent it in a little, uh, Not listening. A, 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 a little bathing suit. You, you know, very, what? very revealing. What? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What'd you do, Vic? Oh you wore God. what? I was living in a, uh, living in a little, you know, bikini bathing suit for three months in Tahiti <laughs> when I was visiting. Vic, who wants to see that? And why were you doing that? <laughs> I was a tourist. For three months, you walked around in a bikini bathing suit? Yeah, basically. How much did it cover? I actually got great service. Okay, all right, Vic. I'm sure you did. You know that you 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 know you know the P- Polynesia, especially Tahiti. It's very open. But then, you know, not knowing the laws of the land, I, t- I took a short flight over to American Samoa, and I'm wearing the same bikini bathing suit. I almost got arrested on the streets of Pongo Pongo. Yeah, that's dangerous. Customs change. Right. Who knew? You don't want to go from an, o- an open, you know, Tahitian uh, attitude into a pretty, you know, closed, uh, conservative Samoan uh, attitude in the streets of Pongo. You don't want to wear 
a male G. They gave me a break. On Pongo Pongo. No. Got to get the board shorts out. We'll make a note of that. Exactly. So if you're ever traveling, you know, in Samoa, him. Keep that bikini uh, bathing suit under wraps. Okay. <laughs> All right. And now. Oh, thank God. Good. A haiku for you from Dan McCullough. Oh, God. Who, Who is Dan McCullough, Vic? Who? Danny McCullough, inspired by Chio Ni. Chio Ni. C H I Y O N I was his inspiration. It's Dan McCullough. I believe he's from Maine. That's all we know about him? Dan McCullough. Well, Dan McCullough. Yeah, we, we understand the name, Vic. But it's, it's, it's hot. Yeah, Dan McCullough. unusual to have Dan McCullough doing the haiku. This haiku for you on this Thursday, July the 9th, as the Dodgers return home after a 5-3 and three roadie. That's no chop liver more than a noodle, y'all. That's right. If you t- if you, t- you ask any Dodger fan before they went out in the eight game road, you take five and three. I say muy bueno. I take five and three. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Gotta give love to uh, Julio today. He really saved the bullpen and. Yes, he did. What? What? Good way to leave Miami. What is Vic doing? On a high note. Yes. Vic, is it time for the haiku? This haiku for you on this Thursday, July the 9th, from Dan McCullough. During the pitching change, cicadas are feeling you. Dan McCullough. During the pitching change, what? Cicadas. Cicadas? I'm feeling you. No, yeah. Cicadas, the insects. Well, it's During right. the pitching change, cicadas? Cicadas. Vic, Basically, t- they came on the field. Okay. So, what's, okay, what's, what's the guy's name, Vic? Dan McCullough. Danny okay, McCullough. Re- we got to retire him. Yeah, Vic, you said he was inspired by somebody. That was not the... No, no one inspired him for that, Vic. No one... No one I found it a beautiful him. haiku. Do you? During the pitching change... Yeah, we got that part. Cicadas. Right. I'm feeling you. <laughs> Scarecrows are heroes in my book. Yeah, Vic, how about this? Sitting in this room. Walls are feeling you. Vic. Wait, how dare you? How dare you paint the haiku by Danny McCullough? That was not good. The <laughs> cicadas is a, is a romanticized insect Vic, no, in many different cultures, Fred. Okay, no, Vic. <laughs> Pitching changed cicadas. I thought that was the reliever they were bringing in. Jose Cicada. From the Dominican? Yeah, yeah, right. No. Is, is it me, but is, is every player on the Miami, Miami uh, Marlins from the Dominican? Well, it's, it's, close, trip, Vic. Vic. it's close, Vic. It's close. It's a trip. It's crazy already. By the way, congratulations, Donnie Baseball. One more year. Kim Ng, the GM, hooked Donnie Baseball, Don Manningly, up for one more year to manage the uh, the Marlins. So, good news for Donnie Baseball. It is, Vic. So, why didn't you choose a haiku from Chio Ni? Right. Yes. Because she yes. is a, she was a Buddhist nun from the Edo period. She oh. was uh, influenced by Basho. Oh. I mean, you're probably influenced by Basho. And you just, went with McCullough, Writing a haiku from her. I directly. went with Danny McCullough. Yeah. Isn't he the guy? I got to go with some Chioni. I got to I got to delve into some Chioni. That's Andy McCullough. That's good, good knowledge, right. K Fig. Oh, Andy McCullough. Andy McCullough writes for the Athletic. I thought it was the guy that wrote for the Athletic. No. I'm sorry. This <laughs> is a cousin, Danny McCullough. Have we heard from? Wait, wait. It's Chioni. No Kevin? relation to Sultan McCullough, uh, one of the great who, running backs in USC. Am I right, Ronnie? Chioni. Sultan McCullough. Okay, yes, yes, Sultan McCullough, yes. Sultan Who's McCullough, the one of the great names of all time. Uh, I don't know if Basha was directly her mentor, but she was No, McCullough's her. mentor that you just mentioned. It. Chioni. Chioni. Oh, Chioni. 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 Have we had Chioni, Chioni before? No. I don't believe so, no. No. 
It's like you skipped over Chioni to get to McCullough, and we haven't even had a, a Chioni first. Cicadas. I know. I love the haiku, though. I love the, the use of uh, cicadas. Cicadas might be a theme. I found one of our haikus that mentions cicadas again. So, so now, now he's a plagiar. He plagiarized her, Vic. No, it's a concept, Fred. They're held in high esteem among very many cultures. The cicadas, not just uh, a nagging insect that gets into a a wedding couple's uh, bosom. Vic, what? Did I say bosom? Yeah, Vic, it, this has nothing to do with anybody's bosom. You know, once they, I'm watching Inside Edition, I see oh a wedding, God. and suddenly they see all these cicadas in the, in the wedding groom's uh, jacket. Okay. They're, very, they're very annoying. Luckily, they don't bite. Vic, listen to this haiku. Shrubbery. Cicadas. A feeling you. Now you're getting it. All right, well. (laughs) Now you're getting it, Brett. Now you're getting it. Right. Cicada. Now you got it. That's everybody's favorite word. Um, Something about the Olympics. Plus, we're going to get you caught up with its lit. And we're going to play the game, uh, Who Did? Yes. And that's coming up. Come on. Let us give you money. Your chance to win $1,000 is right now. Text the nationwide keyword. Win to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Once again, that's win to 200-200. Good luck. AM 570 LA Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Hello, Holly. There she is. (laughs) There she is. Look at you. Hi. How's the trip? It's going great. Going great, Fred. Well, you look wonderful. You look very relaxed. Next year, you're coming with us. Oh, let's go. That's it. (laughs) Will Magic Magic agree to that? Oh, perfect. You and Jimmy Kimmel. All right. There you go. We've just made news. I want TMZ to pick that up immediately. <laughs> you want TMZ to pick it up? Yeah, because once they say it's it, announced. it happens. It's done. Yeah. He spoke it into existence. So you tell Sam Jackson that I'll be on the boat yes. with Jimmy Kimmel next year, you and yes. Holly and Magic. <laughs> done. All right. Uh, you know, we were going to do it slate, but there's one overriding story, Rodney. And by the way, we are going to yes. play Who Dis at the end of the show. We'll give you a cue to call. There's one overriding story, and... Uh, Things in Japan, Vic, are you still there or Vic's gone? Okay. Things, things in Japan are pretty bad when it comes to the yeah. coronavirus. And uh, they have an increase in cases. They're very concerned about it. And now, after the IOC said we are going to let 50% capacity spectators attend the venues, they've shut it down again. Nobody will be in the venues. So for the opening ceremony where you usually have like 100,000 people and the right. spectacle that it is, not one person will be in the crowd. Nobody. This is going to be like the NBA bubble. Uh, they're very concerned there about the spread and this variant that is starting to surface. And in Japan, they have fewer people vaccinated than we have in the United States. So they're really concerned about this. And they came out again today and said, that's it. We are shutting it down. So no one is going to attend any of the events. Maybe family, maybe sponsors, maybe. What what would have to happen for the IOC to say, okay, we can't do this. We can't go. I mean, we're at two weeks away right now, right? Yeah. So what what would have to happen? I mean, they've declared a state of emergency, right, in the the country. Yep. So what what would have to happen for them to shut it down? Would people have to be taken in droves to the hospital and quarantined and on, you know, ventilators and all those things again? I mean, what what has to happen? Yeah, I have to tell you something. And as a guy that works for NBC, and, you know, we are the broadcast home of the Olympic Games and have been forever and will continue to be for many years to come, it's a major event for the NBC family of networks and their streaming service, Peacock. There's a lot of money at stake here, and that's the key to the whole thing. There's a lot of money at stake. The IOC gets 3 to $4 billion of its revenue from its TV deals. That means if they don't have anything to put on TV, they don't get 3 to $4 billion. 
and they would go bankrupt. They would have a real problem because they've also contributed to infrastructure now and the cost of putting on yeah. the games. Three to four billion dollars if those games are not on TV. So you know, and we also know this, that the country of Japan, when they sign an agreement to host the games, the IOC is the only governing body that can postpone them, not the country they're in. So Japan could say, we don't want you, we don't need you, we're concerned, it's a state of emergency. And the IOC can turn around and go, yeah, we understand, but we're going to do it anyway. And that's what this is. I mean, I think there would have to be a war breakout a week before yeah. the game started, before they finally said, we, we can't do this. And there's no way the International Olympic Committee is going to lose 3 to $4 billion. And if that's the bulk of it, then that's all they really care about. These, the whole fans in the, in the stadiums and watching, uh, that's, yes, they're going to lose a lot from, from, obviously, from ticket sales and all those type of things, concessions. But the bulk of it, like you said, it comes from the worldwide TV package that they've done with all the different countries around the world. And like you said, NBC is a big player. I'm sure other countries are big players in it. But it's just amazing. And and for the opening ceremonies and all those things like you're talking about, there's a lot of the, a lot of those have fan participation. I mean, yeah. you remember the ones over the last few years. It's been incredible. So you're not going to see that at all, just an empty stadium. Honestly? No awareness here. There's just no awareness. No. That that's what this comes down to. There is absolutely no self awareness here. I'm shocked that the some of the guys haven't pulled out more. You know, NBA guys haven't pulled out. That'll maybe be, they. Well, maybe they will as it gets closer. I don't know, but but I'm 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 shocked because we did the story where thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of volunteers had out. Yep. If you're an that's athlete, probably going to continue to happen. If you're an athlete and you've trained your entire life for an opportunity to win a medal at the Olympics, I get it. I get your desire to go. But the country you're going to is telling you, we don't want this. You're going, by the way. I know that. And all of our our people from Southern California, we root for you. We do. We want you to do well. We want you to medal. You're going to a country that doesn't want you there. You're going to a country that is saying, we don't want these games. We don't want people coming in here. Canada shut down their border, if you remember. And the Toronto Blue Jays are playing in Florida. Right? Hockey, you couldn't go back and forth. The Canadian teams played against each other. That was it. Japan is saying, we don't want anybody here. But the IOC is saying, that's too bad. We got a deal, and the games will go on. All right, who's going to play who dis? If you've never done it before, give it a try. 866-987-257. Come on! Deal is, first caller, Kevin will pick you up, put you on the air, and you're going to play Rodney and Ronnie. 